0: Welcome to Quotable, a female entrepreneur podcast, the show by and for female entrepreneurs who are building and running thriving, successful businesses while living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Alessandra Polina, owner of Quotable Media Co., a PR and media company. After more than 10 years building a PR agency, I've learned a lot about business and entrepreneurship, but the most valuable things have always come through conversation with other women who've been in it too. And I want to share all of them with you because we're stronger together. So fill your coffee cup up, sit back and listen in. I am beyond excited to get to talk here today with Amy Pasek and Melissa Gilbo, co-founders of the Women's Business League, which you may have heard of, and if you haven't yet, you will be very soon. I'm sure. I feel like you guys have been exploding recently. But thank you so much for coming on today. I'm so excited to get to chat with you both. We're so excited. Thank you so much for having us today. We're we're beyond excited. I want to give people a little chance to like match names with. names with faces in air quotes, um, because I guess names with voices, because with two people that can be a little confusing. I want people to have a sense of who's who. So can you just like, maybe Melissa, you say hi first and say like, hi, I'm listen, (laughs) Amy, (laughs) same thing. So people can try to match names with voices before we get too much into everything. Yes. Yes. So hi, I am Melissa Gilbo, one of the
1: co-founders of women's business league and excited to be here with you all.
2: Yeah, and I'm Amy Pasick, one of the other co-founders of the Women's Business League. So excited to be here today! Thank you,
0: Alessandra. Thank you. I'm always so ex- like I find it so interesting to talk to co-founders. Like as someone who has started my business all by myself, and like have always felt like I was doing it all alone. So I'm always so curious to hear like how you've done something like that, like built something together and like what that looks like behind the scenes. So I'm, I'm really excited. So, well, let's start by giving people a sense. Um, maybe tell us like, what is women's business? Like, first of all, like, and where did the idea come from? And, and maybe Amy, maybe you say that. And then like, Melissa, you tell us a little bit like how, like why together? Like, how did you guys actually find each other? Yeah. Amy, you tell us what it is. And then like, So tell us like how you found each other, like how it actually like happened and like has, has become what it is today.
2: Awesome. Thank you. So Women's Business League is a national networking community. And we come together to learn and grow and support each other. We're a heart-centered community that leads with kindness and generosity and generates a ton of exciting opportunities for each other. And you know, now we're going to be coming up on our five-year anniversary, which is so exciting and just can't wow. believe it. Um But we started with one small group right in Georgetown. And I will let Melissa share that story of how we got started. Yes, I actually really love this question. And
1: I love that you asked us that because when Amy and I are out at events, that is almost the number one question. How did you two meet? You must have known each other all your life because you know, the friendship and and the caring that we have for one another is so real and authentic. But no, we're not childhood friends. We only just met five years ago and we met through networking. And so that's why we say the power of networking really, really works. Um, So a quick little behind the scenes as to how Amy and I met was I was in the insurance space my whole career, over 20 years in insurance, and Amy, um, you know, this amazing CPA accountant turned mortgage broker overnight, uh, is how we met. Uh, My boss was in a networking group as well as her boss, and they thought it would be incredible to get Amy and I in the same room together. Um, and they're probably wishing they didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> now. Um, but yeah, we ended up meeting for coffee. And I remember sitting there at my desk feeling so overwhelmed and so busy in my current role saying, gosh, I don't think I have time to go meet a stranger for coffee. But if my boss is saying that I should, then I should probably go meet with Amy. Um, and I'm so glad I did. And I share that piece of the story because if you don't show up, you never know what you could have missed or what door could have opened for you. So again, networking works and there's so much power in showing up. So that's how Amy and I first met over pizza in Georgetown. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'll let Amy share a little bit of the conversation that happened around that small little table um, that grew into something that is our are both of our hearts. Um, so Amy, share a little bit about that conversation.
2: Yes. So as Melissa said, like so many women, I had gone through a transition in my life. I was working as a CPA for more than a decade and just felt like, you know, there had to be something more. And I had no idea what that looked like, but I decided in my heart that I was going to figure it out. I didn't know what to do, but I was just going to go on this quest to figure out the work that set my heart on fire. And I knew it wasn't spreadsheets and cash recs, okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. I could see and that. so um, at the time, all I really knew was that I was interested in real estate. So as Melissa said, became a mortgage broker overnight. And it was the first time in my life that I had to go out and get my own clients, Mm. you know, and I was like, wow, this is hard. How do people do this? And so all I could see in front of me was to go out and do as many networking events as I could, was taking coffee with anybody that I could find just to try to figure out how to get that those clients in the door. And unfortunately, what was happening was that I was leaving like depleted. Like I would be out there going to these events. I'd be spending money. I'd maybe meet a few people, but nothing was turning into business. I was frustrated. I was walking into rooms where I felt super unwelcomed. Mm. Like there were already either existing connections or there were I don't know. I just felt invisible. And so I was really frustrated with what I was finding out there for networking. And so as Melissa mentioned, you know, I'm sitting there, you know, we're having lunch and she had been networking her whole career for 20 years. And I said to her, like, where do powerhouse women go to connect? Like, what am I missing here? Because even though the events themselves weren't fulfilling, I was meeting like one amazing woman here, another incredible woman here, and and I just didn't have a way or a place to foster those connections. And so, you know, Melissa said, "Well, Amy, I haven't really found anything like that. But what would happen if we just got these women in a room? Like, I know some amazing women. You know some amazing women. Let's just get the women that we want to be around a table and see what happens." And so. That's really what we did. We brought together a group of amazing women that we respected professionally and really cared about personally. And it was incredible. Organic things started to happen, um, just opportunities. We started to show up for each other and care for each other and create business. And so we did that for a whole year, purely to grow our own businesses.
0: Wow. Wow. Oh my gosh. I love it. Well, I feel like, yeah, there's, I've, I I feel like we've all had like, I feel like all of the women listening to this podcast and like the people that I know personally, like we've all had those conversations. Like we've all been like, wait, networking, like it sucks, but it doesn't seem like it should. Like, I like, I like the idea of this. I love all of this in theory, but like, the groups that exist or the events that exist, like, it's just not happening. It's just not like coming together in a way that it should. So I I love that. And I feel like we've all dabbled in like different things. We've all heard of like different kinds of groups, different networking groups and, um, like structures and whatever. But like, I feel like I've just in, I, and I don't think I've heard of, I don't think I heard about you guys like five years ago or women's business League five years ago, but I would say like in the last couple, like the last two or three years, it was just like all of this sudden I started hearing about it everywhere. Like everyone I met, like had some connection to women's business league. And all of a sudden it was just everywhere. And I was just like, what are they doing? That's so different. Like, how have they created this community that people actually really love and are drawn to? And like, and I want to get into this more too, but like it's outside, it's not just in one city. Like it's, it's national. You're all over the place, but it's not like a BNI or something like not to, I'm not trying to be negative about other kinds of groups, but I feel like that's what everybody says. Like, it's like that, but like, not at all like that. Right. Like that's how it kind of like, just, but like, what has made it so successful? I guess that when you guys were like, okay, because then also, I guess the other like kind of piece of the question that's in my head that didn't come out, is like, then I feel like there's a lot of people who's tried to start something smaller or start something in their area or their neighborhood or you know, I even have, you know, started coffee meetups with other women in business because I wanted to find that. And I mean, not that that's not successful, but it's obviously not become anything close to what you guys have created. So like, what is like, I don't know, like where, I guess, how did you go from like those first kind of, it sounds like somewhat casual kind of get togethers that you guys put together with friends and acquaintances that you had to having chapters all over the country to having, but not only that, again, it's like people like really love it. Like people like everywhere I go, people are like, you have to do this. You have to see this. You have to come to these events. Like people really feel it's like the right kind of people they want to be around. And it's the right kind of group that they feel supported by. And like, what did you do? Like, where, what is, what was that like? Like where, how have you become so successful with this and creating the space that women wanted? I love this. I'll chime in um, here.
1: So I love that you said networking feels a little heavy, right? And people are a little put off by that, but it doesn't have to be. So Amy and I are trailblazers, right? We're going to, sh- we're, sh- we're, we are shaking up the networking industry and it doesn't have to feel so heavy because we know networking works if it's done correctly and with great intention. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will tell you the secret behind well, the magic that happened at that table, that one year that Amy and I were together, we built that table that we wanted to sit around. And the magic was the relationships is. I feel like what was missing for over 20 years in my career and what Amy asked me, like, what is missing? And I couldn't answer that question until I actually felt it and sat around that table. That table was all about relationships. So instead of the business first, and then the relationships and the people here, Mm -hmm. we just flipped that right around. And we're now putting people first, their stories, who they are both personally and professionally. And like Amy said, like we generally care. We want to help. So that is what I think made a huge difference right out of the gate that first year. We were showing up for each other because we wanted to, not because we had to.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And we saw through our own personal experiences that the more we gave and the more we helped, the more we showed up, the more we received. and I would say personally, my book of business in the insurance space, it it just naturally grew with the right clients, with the right people that I wanted to work with, because the referrals coming in were from people that knew me, they knew my heart, they knew who I wanted to service and how I want to care for my clients, because around that table, we got very intentional and we specifically asked them for help. And I think a lot of us don't ask for help, right? Like we, like you said, we start these businesses and we're, we're alone, but it's okay to ask for help. So Amy and I really fostered this community and it's very structured. We're not a social network by any means our time together is very structured and purposeful. Um, so yeah, we were able to build out the structure based on our own personal experiences and we put in what was needed and we took out Mm. like like, nobody has time for that. We don't have time for that. So that's, I think what makes us very different. And I'll let Amy share a little bit of like her heart there. Um, And it's fun. This, the work we do does not have to be so heavy and work driven. Infusing this fun and energy and camaraderie is, is what you get when you're at these meetings the support in our events. So I love that you said that, that people feel that energy when they're with us.
0: Yeah, yeah, I totally, I totally get that. I think, um, well, and I want to let Amy if you want to add more, but like, I'm so curious to hear how you've, like, I, I'm, I, how you just like met and then you're like, let's start a business together. Like, I still want to hear more about that too, because like as you said, people are like, you must have been friends forever. So, I mean, that's like a pretty big leap with someone you just met around and like for a networking purpose, and then be like, let's create a networking business out of this.
2: Well, it is fascinating. So just to continue on with the story. So we, you know, we have this amazing group as Melissa mentioned, our, you know, my book of business in the mortgage space and hers in the insurance got really busy because it was working. Right. And it was incredible. Um, I quickly realized that I hated mortgages. So now I had to walk away from a second career. Like this is not for me, but it was okay because along that journey, it, I followed my heart and found what I love, which was creating community, which was lifting up women and helping them build really profitable businesses, Um, which was such a full circle moment from being a CPA who used to work on multi-million dollar organizations to now helping women size up and grow has been amazing. But All that to say it's a journey. And so when our businesses started to get really busy, what (laughs) happened was other people started to notice, right? Because our group was growing. We weren't the only ones getting results. And a few other local female business owners approached us and said, hey, you know, that thing that you're doing in Georgetown, we want that in our community. Mm. And that was really the light bulb moment. Like, oh. Other women want this too. And so it really was from a place of, of wanting to serve more women that we grew. And so we quickly, you know, went from like nothing to like five chapters, right? It was super important for Melissa and I, if we were going to roll this out, we were going wanted to provide an exceptional experience for our members. And so we took, I would say, a good six months making sure that we really got it set up beautifully from a business standpoint so that we could focus on giving our energy and our passion and our heart and pouring into our members, which was phenomenal. And so then one of the things I think that Melissa and I will toot our own horn here for a second is we did a really great job of listening to those early members and asking them, what more do you need? How else can we help you? And we still do that today. I think that's uh, really important. But and through that, we started to hear, oh, well, we would love some education. We'd love to some opportunities to learn. We'd love we'd love to meet the other women in the other chapters. And so a lot of the structure that we have in place today was directly a result from our members asking for what they needed and us being able to to give that to them.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah. And so wait, just to like, well, not to exactly back up, but just to kind of go over, obviously we've kind of gone over the fact that it's like networking group, but what does that actually look like when someone's joined? Because I guess we didn't really touch on like, what are the chapters? What does that mean? What are they doing? Is it, because it sounds like, and and I know a little bit just to throw this out there. I know a little bit mostly because I was invited to come in as a, as a speaker, as one of the educators, I guess, to one of the chapters. And that was my first experience actually going to one of the meetings. And now I've gone to some also like other events and stuff, but if for someone who has never heard of it or doesn't really know, like, what does it mean to join a chapter? What are they actually getting out of it? Is it more than just, I mean, it sounds like it's more than just sitting around the table now. I like kind of networking and giving referrals, but is that still a big part of it? Like, what does it look like?
1: Yeah. So Just to back up real quick before we get into the structure of the chapter, I think it's very important for our listeners to understand that in that moment, um, Amy asked me for coffee again and I showed up, of course, Um, but we knew we were going to roll this out with high quality. So we did take an intentional pause, although we were so excited and we could not wait to get this rolled out. We were like, okay, (laughs) let's build the foundation first and really get all of our systems and our legal, insurance, like the solid foundation so that we can move forward. Um, I think a lot of times in business, you get too excited and you kind of leap a little and you miss a couple steps. Um, So it was important for Amy and us to really um, take that intentional pause. But after that, we were able to really lean on our members, like Amy said, and build a community for them for what they were looking for and realizing that relationships are the most important piece of our time together. So in doing that, when you become a member, you get access to your local chapter, which meets twice a month, um, mostly in person now after the pandemic, some of a little hybrid virtual options, but mostly in person. And what happens in those meetings around that table is that we get to know each other both personally and professionally. And we have a very, um, organized agenda that all of our chapter leaders follow. So we have two chapter leaders per chapter. Um, and Amy and I have built these systems so that we are nationally consistent, but locally relevant. So within that meeting, we're asking for help. We're sharing our wins. We're celebrating each other. We're showing our gratitude for what has happened in the past two weeks since we've been together. Um, so when we really set a goal and we think about our micro goals, and then we ask a group of incredible women for help, it starts to move the needle. And it is it is game-changing. When when you ask and you receive, it just just takes you to that next level. Um, But we originally thought it was going to be all about referrals. And it was surprising to see this community flourish. And they were coming for the community, for the support, for the camaraderie, to be a part of something bigger than just a local group, because we now have a national reach. Um, So those meetings, yes, are intentional twice a month to build relationships, but they also have a bigger reach as well as education, like Amy said, that we offer within the community. And we also offer visibility for our members. So there's a lot that comes with the membership, but the primary model is like, the two twice a month, um, in-person meetings, if that answers your question.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, I think that's, that's really helpful for people who are like trying to know what it would be like to be a member. And I think that's, I mean, I think that's the thing though, too, what you mentioned, like you guys have been so intentional about it, which like, it kind of like is the common thread. It sounds like, of course it all comes from being really like intentional in relationships and intentional in your networking, but you've also been really intentional in how you built it. And you were like, it sounds like you were kind of like, okay, if we're going to do this, like we're going to go big and, but we're going to make sure it's like flawless. And that's probably why I started hearing about it. Like so much all of a sudden, like, it was like when it, when you guys put it out there, like exploded, but what does it look like now in terms of growth? Are people coming to you being like, I want to start a chapter in this area, or are you like actively seeking out other areas or other states and being like, let's bring chapters here. Like, what does that look like in terms of like how a new one starts?
2: Yeah, it's a great question. So in the beginning, it was so exciting because what would happen was our members would post, they'd say, hi, here's a picture of me at my WBL meeting. And then inevitably a friend of theirs, a connection from another state or another area would be like, hey, what is this? We don't have anything like that. How do we bring this to our community? And so really that has been the engine behind our growth. And, um, it's just been so exciting to see. And one of the things I think that really helps that is every month we have a monthly national call mm. where our members get to connect with women from all over the country and all the different chapters. Um, so the the connections, the opportunities, the, the way that our members get to spread their wings nationally through our platform has been incredible. But yeah, we always say networking works, right? So through these connections yeah. and our members are our best advocates for our business. And that's what we want, right? We want to serve our members so well that they share it. And it's so great, too, because when someone comes to us and wants to open a chapter and bring it to their community, chances are they've talked to their friend who is a member, and they already kind of have the inside scoop. But that said, we do welcome people to um, apply to start a chapter. I will tell you, we've got quite the wait list to start a chapter, so we are very selective in terms of who gets to open a chapter and what the locations are, Um, but we would love for, if somebody's interested, to head to our website, womensbusinesslink.com.
0: And then if somebody starts it, do they uh, not to get too much into the nitty gritty of like the, uh, but this is, I'm so curious. Cause it, like, this is like what you guys have put in place to make it be able to grow and spread like this, but are they like in charge of running it? If they say, or like, could I go on and be like, I don't want to run this, but I want to apply to have a chapter in my area. Like, will you guys come and set it up? Like, or, and also I guess kind of going off of that, like what does it mean for you guys in terms of the other chapters? Like, imagine you're not traveling to all of them and like seeing them all. Like, or are you like, have you kind of seen every chapter? Like, what does that look like for, you know, you guys as the co-founders and having so much going on all over
2: the place? I love these questions. You know, we've been interviewed a lot, but nobody has dived in like I'm you are so nosy. The back end of our business and I'm here for it. That's what I,
0: I'm like, you know what? People go on to podcasts and explain like, I don't know, like how to do the thing they do, but like I want to know, like, but how did you actually make this into a business? Like what how is this a business and and what did you have to do to to make it like that? Yeah. I, I all the behind the scenes. It's
2: so I, good. It's so good. Yeah. So our chapter leaders run the chapters, but as Melissa mentioned, we give all the resources and tools and um we give a lot of support. Report to our chapter leaders in the form of a monthly call, and we give them the frameworks. I have to give a huge shout out to our chapter leaders because they are incredible and they have our heart and our vision. Every one of our chapter leaders is a champion for women in business. That is our number one requirement. They have to have our heart and they have to take a stand for others and other women business owners. So huge shout out to our leaders. We are so, so grateful. And yeah, they are, you know, they're the ones running the local chapters fully supported by Melissa and I and our entire team. Yes, so- I want to shout out our team. <laughs>
0: Definitely want to hear more about that too. Yeah. No, I mean, that sounds so like, I mean, that's a lot to like, let other people kind of run something that has your branding on it. Right. Like I imagine that could be, you have to really be on top of that and trust these people. Cause that's huge for people to be like, yeah, I'm in this women's business league chapter. Like you don't want them to ever be like, and I went to a meeting and like, it wasn't like, you know, up to par with how the other ones are or something like that. That sounds kind of scary in a way. Um, but wait, finish what you were going to say. And then I totally want to hear about like how you've built the team and stuff and like what it looks like for you guys to be running a company together. Like that's also what I'm really curious about.
2: I love these questions. So here for this. So one of the big investments that we made Uh, recently was to bring on community champions. So like you alluded to, Melissa and I would love to be at every chapter meeting of every chapter. We would absolutely love it, but unfortunately we can't as working moms and we've got caregiving responsibilities and and a life and things. So that's what we did in the beginning. We went around as much as we possibly could. And so, but with our incredible growth, we've had an opportunity to bring on three amazing community champions who specifically focus on a number of chapters and they love on the leaders, support the leaders, support the members, make sure that they have everything that that they need and that they are maximizing their experience within the WBL community because that's what it's all about, right? Our members want and deserve to have an incredible experience and to have a great ROI on their membership. Cause let's face it, we wouldn't be a part of something. Our time is precious if we weren't seeing an ROI. So that's what we want for every single one of our members.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing. It's like, there's so many things uh, like, I mean, on the one hand, you know, I know, and I believe that this is so much more special than so many of the other things out there, but it's like, how do you know what's worth taking part in? And like, and it's exactly what you said. If somebody's not seeing like, the reason for spending their time or their money on something they're going to stop. And so like clearly you guys have had this kind of growth which just shows that like people have seen that value and decided to stick with it and want to be a part of it even more and more. So I love it. Okay, but how did yeah, what is your how do you guys work together and how are you hiring people and and building out the team? Yeah, so what is so fascinating
1: is that Amy and I are two completely different people and it is awesome, right? Like she is amazing at programming and speaking and oh, the, the thought leadership and the ideas. And I mean, I am just like in awe of you, Amy, every day. And I love, love, love the ideas coming to me. And I'm like, give it to me. Give like, just pour it out of your head. And I'm over here like making it happen. I'm like, yeah, no,
0: yeah, no. Um, oh my God. We all need that. I, I that's what I've been yeah. missing in my life. I feel like, so I think I we really, ideas, but I don't have anyone being like, no, don't do that
1: one. <laughs> so I think we really complement each other, um, right from the beginning, right from the beginning. Um, and you know, we respect each other and it's just so much fun, you know, like this doesn't have to be so like going to the work, going to work and, People say, when you find what you love, it doesn't feel like work. And I always was like, and I get it now. Like I truly get it. And I think the passion and the excitement, you feel it from us because we absolutely love supporting other people and their wins are our wins, right? So as founders, we are real, like we are real. We've walked the walk. We've been where you are. We hear you, we see you, and we ask you for your feedback. So like Amy said, like our surveys, we survey our members. Our education is all member-driven. So the topics that Amy puts together for programming comes from all of our members. Like, tell us what you want. And then we we find a member within our community that's an expert and have them share it out to our community. It is so powerful. Um, so, I think that's answering your question as to how Amy and I work so well together. Um, you know, we try to stay in our lanes. It's kind of hard sometimes because I like to get stuff done.
0: And I'm like, down when you first started, were you like, okay, this is what you're going to do and this is what I'm going to do kind of thing? Or not really? Not really. It kind of fell into place. But I'll tell you, we learned a lot because when we brought on our team,
1: and I do have to give the hugest shout out to our team. So it's our community champions, as well as Nicole, who is our um, operations director of operations for WBL. We always... Want them to work in their zone of genius. Like, what do they love to do? What does Amy love to do? What does Melissa love to do? So I think that's how we were able to build such a great team and kind of all have our own responsibilities. And we just love on them. Like we care for them. Like they're our own family. So I think that's important. Like the culture that Amy and I have fostered within WBL HQ, but also in our community and down to the So if we have 50 chapters, that means we have a hundred chapter leaders. I just did the math. I'm like, oh my gosh. So we have a hundred chapter leaders that, um, you know, are, are in our community and absorbing, you know, our values, which is the, the generosity and the kindness and the connection. So I hope that answered your question
0: in terms of Amy and I working together and us being able to build our team. Yeah. I mean, I think so. I mean, I guess I'm, you know, me, I want to go even deeper and like, Okay. how did you find people who wanted to be a part of this in that way? Because I feel like that's what people struggle with a lot too, especially with such a, like, um, I don't know, like such a values driven or, or like organization like yours, like you need people who really do care as much as you do and really do believe in these things as much as you do. And like, I just feel like part of it is like your energy too. Like you need people who, who actually like, feel like that also? Like, how have you, have you had people come to you and be like, I want to be a part of this? Or have you found people through your networks? I'm assuming might be your answer, but like also, yeah. Like what, how did, how have you actually like literally found the people and and hired the right ones?
1: We built a networking company based on networking, like networking built WBL as well as our team. But, um, Amy's has a couple probably really good experiences. You know, people are not shy. They just come right up to us and ask. Wow.
2: (laughs) I, I will that. say every single person on our team asked to be on our team. Yeah.
0: yeah I love that. Oh, I like that yeah, It's like the, uh, as you said, like ask, ask for what you want. What you yeah. like, that's totally like illustrating that too. Cause I think that's also something I've talked about that with some people before on this podcast, like, a lot of times people just don't ask. And a lot of times people do find their best employees by the people who just care enough about their business or think it's like, are so interested in it that they'll come up and say, Hey, like, this is what I do and what I'm good at and what I could help you with. Like, let me know if, are you hiring? Or do you have a space for someone like me? Like it's totally been really good experience for some people.
2: Yeah. And I think we've always hired based on heart. We've always hired based on heart. And as long as they had the heart that we wanted, obviously skills are important, but we were able to figure out where, what was the right seat, right? On the rocket ship, <laughs> like we're going. where are going, what are your skills and your passions? And I think for me, I really did not enjoy being an employee. And so it was very clear to me that as we grew our team, we were gonna be creating intrapreneur, um, positions, meaning we wanted to know what was the type of work that was going to set our team's heart on fire. And then we work really hard to make that happen for them inside of the goals and the mission that we're pursuing as an organization. I love that. I don't think I've ever heard that term before. Entrepreneurial
0: team members. I love that. Cool.
2: We, we should shut up or something. No, that is a term, but I do. That is a term, but I want to talk more about that because it is such an incredible thing for your organization if you do it really well. And I have to say, I think I think we do it really well. How How do you
0: do it so well? It was like one or two top tips. If it's, I'm sure it's a whole conversation in itself.
2: Yeah, I would say number one is communication. So being in communication with members of your team and asking very candidly, what are you enjoying and what are you not enjoying? What do you like and what do you not like? But it's not enough to ask. So once you get the honest feedback from your team, you have to be willing to shift priorities and and projects and make really show with your actions that you are care and you're invested in their success. And that it's important to us as leaders that they're enjoying and loving the work that they're doing. And also that they see A personal growth path, right? If they don't see a runway for what they want to create in their life, it's going to be really hard for them to be connected to what we're asking them to do as an organization. So I think just being in communication, but then actively acting on that is super important. Um, And I would also say, including that, including our team members in the vision of where we're going, it's super important to us that as we elevate and create more opportunities, we're also generating more opportunities for our team. So one of the things that's been really impactful is making sure that Melissa and I are staying in the highest and best use of our, t- of our time as the CEO and co-founders. We need to be out there generating opportunities that then we can offer to our team, which are really exciting and fun. Like, you know, everything from collaborating with the PGA to launching new programs. And, um, so that's been really cool too.
0: Yeah. I love that. I think that's such a great like way to think about it and approach a team. I think that that's like, <laughs> I, I was just, I was just listening or this sounds so weird, but I was just listening to the episode that came out today which I don't always do. I don't always listen to my own the, my, the episodes, of my own podcast, but I was literally in the car and it came on by itself after like whatever else I was listening to. And I was like, actually, I remember like really enjoying this conversation. Like sometimes it is different when you hear it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we were talking about, um wait, why was I saying that? um Because the person I had on that, la- that episode, we were talking about like how it's like a big responsibility to run mm-hmm. a company and have other people working for you and how important yeah. it is to, Yeah. How important it it felt to to us. Like we were both saying that to, to make it be something somewhere that people love to work and like want to be a part of. And I feel like that's like, just also feels like such a natural, like, like it makes so much sense for you guys and for this company, because it's like kind of what you're all about to begin with in terms of like helping women find and create the opportunities that they need in their lives and businesses. So totally makes sense that that's like your philosophy internally too, but I love it. I love it so much. Um, were you going to say something else about that, Melissa? No, not about that, but I was,
1: I was wanting to share another little piece of our heart with, with the listeners. Um, so, you know, our, our members, our chapter leaders in our team are so incredibly important to us. There, there are everything, but we also were able to infuse charity and nonprofit and the give back into our community, which I think is very different from a lot of other, um, companies out there. So I just want to make mention that every single one of our chapters, it's one seat per profession. And that is structured intentionally because that is very good networking and it works well, but within those seats is a nonprofit or a charity seat that Amy and I gift to that chapter, to that, to that community, because we think we know it's so important to give back to your local community. So if you can imagine 30 incredible women sitting around the table and they have a nonprofit in their chapter and that charity has the ability to ask for help is so impactful. So something I have goosebumps, something as little as Amy and I were at a meeting in Danvers, mass. I'll never forget this one. We showed up and it was for a local like food bank. And we filled brown paper bags full of snacks to hand to the homeless and our whole entire chapter, as well as our chapter leaders and Amy and I were a part of all of that. And we all donated like crackers and and chips and, you know, that makes a difference. So it's a win-win for you as a personal brand as well. So if you're an insurance producer sitting inside of a WBL chapter, that's a win right there because that differentiates you to another level because you're a part of, of a community that makes you a little different from maybe the next producer. And then to see you out in the community, visibly giving back and donating your time and making a difference, you know what? I want you to write my insurance because I like the kind of person you are, you know? So it's it's a win-win in terms of your business growth um, as well as inside the chapter. So I just wanted to share a little piece of that heart um, in terms
0: of what makes us a little bit different from maybe other organizations is the yeah. give back. And also just like how, once you have this group of people, like you can really mobilize to create change or create a positive impact in something, whether it's somebody who's another person who's in the chapter or somehow related to the organization or not, it's like you guys now, like you can really mobilize like all the powerful women in the area, which is really cool.
1: It's awesome. And if we have the 50 chapters, we're, we're supporting 50 charities across the country. And I want to make mention, I want to kind of share a little bit about our summer soiree
0: that's coming up. Um oh, yeah.
1: Well August.
0: yeah because that's also something that yeah well I'll let you say say what you were going to say and then I'll ask uh, if there's something else. Oh. In the- Got it. Our summer
1: soiree is like the event of the summer. Like if you don't have a ticket, you got to grab a ticket because this is going to sell out. But this is our uh, most anticipated event that Amy and I and our team host. It's in Havreau, Massachusetts on August 17th at the Renaissance Golf Club. Um, but a part of me mentioning this to, to your listeners is that we infuse charity and give back in all of our events as well. So this is going to be our third summer soiree and we're connected with, um, Uncommon Threads, right, Amy, in, in Lawrence. And we went to them, to, to Susan herself and said, what is one thing your charity needs? Just one thing. And she's, they clothe and dress women to have a professional presence. And she said, Melissa and Amy, we don't have any purses or pocketbooks. Hmm. And we're like, oh, we got you. Like, we'll help you. Um, so our first soiree, Amy, I think we collected over 800 purses that we donated to them. Our second soiree was a little shy of 800. We were in the 700 range, but this soiree we're hoping to get get over the thousand mark, right? Like we've got bags for
0: you, bags and bags. So wait, people supposed to bring a bag when they come to the event or is it money? Okay. I wasn't sure if you're getting money and then you guys are purchasing. Nope. So we're
1: just asking that if you're coming to the event, which I hope you all are to bring a purse gently used
0: or new or 40 of them. <laughs> I mean, uh, we're going to have like a thousand people at this party. That's quite the soiree. One if our
1: members did a, a whole purse drive and she literally brought a whole truck full of purses. Um, so she did get like 40 raffle tickets. So for every purse, you get a raffle ticket and we're just going to have so much fun. Um, and then obviously the donation will be
0: amazing. And so anybody can come to the events. Like, so I guess that's actually where I was going to go with it. Like, you don't have to be a member to come to some of these other events that you guys do, which is fun. And also a great opportunity for people to kind of like check it out and be like, I kind of want to be around these women and like get in on this networking a little bit, but like, there's either no chapter around me, or I don't know if I have, you know, the time or inclination to to actually join a bi-monthly meeting. Like people can just, anybody could come to this or any, any business owner. Do you have to be with any powerful woman
2: open? and it's a blast. And yeah, I mean, we recognize as women, we go through so many different seasons in our life. And sometimes the local chapter is where it's at, and it's going to drive your business growth. And sometimes you want to come to the events and have a blast and make some great connections. And we're here for it.
0: Yeah, I love that. Because Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, that's the the one question I was like, if I'm going to ask them like one question about like networking and like community building, which is what they're so good about. And which, I mean, as you guys know, and people listening to this podcast know, like I really love to, like, I really am jazzed up by the same things. So, but I know for a lot of, a lot of people struggle with it. Like a lot of people are like, I don't know. I don't either think they don't like networking because they haven't had a great experience or, get somewhere and then feel like I don't know what to do or I don't know how to make sure I'm gonna like have impact and like just as people who are obviously very good at it and like have built a business around it like is there some like what should women do like if somebody's like I kind of want to get into this or I kind of want to feel like I'm getting something out of network or I just want to connect with other women in some way like is there any kind of like Word of advice or like thing that you tell people to try doing if they haven't really gotten into their networking or like connecting or relationship building niche yet?
2: Yes, absolutely. So, you know, I think as women, we have to realize that our network really is our net worth. And so, just like anything in business and life, we want to bring an abundance of intention to it. So, I would take a step back even and think, what are my business goals in the next six months? What are my life goals in the next six months? And then how can networking intentionally get me there? Because coming from a place of here's where I'm at and what I'm trying to achieve is going to make your time really, really valuable. And then I would say this, just show up and give, right? put the spotlight on others. You have so much that you can help and so many doors that you can open. I would just show up and just see how you can support others. And that kind of takes the pressure off of you and puts the spotlight um, on the other women in the room.
1: Yeah. And I also want to add a little bit to that. So We also heard in our community and for folks that want to be a part of Women's Business League that, you know, maybe the local chapter didn't have their seat available, or we weren't close enough to where they could drive and fully attend and be engaged. So with that being said, we were able to take that feedback and we now have options for everyone. Um, With the addition of the circle Um, inside of WBL, which is brand new this year. So we're very excited and proud to offer that alongside of a chapter. So the chapters are seat specific and location specific, but the circle is the same exact experience and all the incredible benefits of WBL, but it's not location specific and it's not seat specific. So it's a virtual community. That is so incredible and engaged and there for each other. Um, And a lot of times we we've gotten a couple chapter leaders. Um, Some members have shifted when a seat became available. So I'm just here to to say alongside of that, we do now have options for everybody. Um, So even if you think there's not a chapter in your area, I would suggest still connecting with us because we'd be happy to get to know you and kind of see where you could fit.
0: Well, I love that. Okay, we'll include links to all of that, like how people can join in the online version or a local chapter, all of that stuff and connect with you guys and everything. Um, I wanna ask one more, well, okay, wait. um, (laughs) I still wanna ask three more things, but (laughs) I'm like, that's a lie. No, but we do have to like wrap it up, but I'm just super curious, I guess I wanna hear, like, so five years in um, with you guys both doing this, you have a team, like, what does your day-to-day look like? I guess, like, can you tell me a little, like, starting with you, Melissa, like, what does it look like for you specifically behind the scenes? What does your day-to-day look like? If, even if it's not work related, like, um, I'm always super curious. Sometimes people are like, you know, oh, I work like 12 hours a day, still on my business. Sometimes people are like, oh, I run this all in like two hours a day. So I'm always like, what is it? What are you, what is your life like?
1: So, I am um a boy mom. So I have two teenage boys. Um one of them just graduated from high school and the other one is still in high school. So he is so involved in baseball. So I made it a priority when Amy and I first had coffee or even it was the second coffee um that we promised each other that if we're going to do this, obviously we're going to do it well, but we're never going to miss an opportunity to be with our family. Uh Um, so that was very important to the both of us. So that being said, we are able to plan our schedule and our calendar around our family vacations around my son's tournaments that I am at all summer long, um, because we do have an incredible team and we have such good communication. Um, and, and also Nicole on our team, she does all of our calendaring for us, which is a huge shift as a founder and CEO, um, to, you know, block off time that I need or Amy needs. And then Nicole is able to fit in our podcast with you today or schedule something for us. So all the, we are very busy but it's very controlled. Our calendar is very intentional um, and controlled as what lands where. Um, And when it becomes a little too crazy, which it can, it kind of ebbs and flows. We are able to lean in on our team um, for some support and help um, or shift. Um, Again, we are the decision makers. So we do have the power to shift something or reschedule. Um, So that is incredible to have that kind of as part of my daily. So my day looks like being a mom and running an amazing company. And I'm so grateful to be able to do both very
0: well. I love that. Yeah. Like that's the whole point, right? Mm -hmm. I love that. Amy, what about you? Anything else to add or anything? like, what is your day? What does the day-to-day look like for you?
2: Yeah. I think the whole purpose of having a business is to support the beautiful life that you want to live. Right. So, and I learned early on, actually, we have a board of advisors. We didn't get to talk about that today, but they um, have been amazing for us personally and professionally, but, you know, I'll never forget early on one of our advisors telling us that, you know, The biggest threat to your business is nothing external. It is you getting burnt out as the founder and this overrunning your life. And so as Melissa said, you know, we made that commitment to make sure that our priorities were intact, but I have to tell you, I get lit up being in that CEO place and creating opportunities and visioning and planning and dreaming and scheming, And that is my favorite thing. And it's not always easy to stay in the highest and best use of your time, but it's a habit that I've cultivated over many years. And it really yields incredible results. Cause I have to remember that anytime I'm doing something that's outside of that, I'm actually keeping a growth opportunity away from somebody on my team. And that's not really right either. I'm so committed to their growth as well as the growth of the company that it's my responsibility as the leader to keep in that highest and best use of my time. And so I protect my time like a mama bear. I'm super intentional. I lean in on my team and I just love uh, being in that role of CEO.
0: I'm obsessed with what you just said about how anytime you do something like that is a growth. I'm going to turn that into like a quote or something. Cause I, I mean, I struggle <laughs> with that. I'm like, well, you know, we all, it's like, maybe it's faster for me to just do it myself. Right. But like, that's a growth opportunity you're then stealing from somebody who needs to learn it. I love that way of looking at it. Thank you so much. Is there any I last mean, word? Oh, what? I keep telling Amy, I'm like, we need a t-shirt company. We would be so like, I'm like, but I need to be on a t-shirt. Oh my God, you guys definitely need to make some branded merch, right? <laughs> totally. Oh, With these quotes and thoughts and ideas. Oh, I love it. I I love know. it. Okay. Well, I always ask people, so super quick, we'll do, I'll do one in one because I know we're like there on time, but I always ask people, first of all, what's one thing you wish you had known more about when you first started the business? And then also any last word of advice. So you guys can, I don't know who wants to say which oh, uh, Goodness. One thing that thing you wish you had known about when you first started Melissa.
1: Okay. Um, I think it's okay to ask for help. It really is. I I think when you first get started, you're like, I got this. I I, I do it all. Right. But Mm -hmm. it's okay to ask for help and to intentionally pause, learn, figure it out and step it forward. I think a lot of people get so excited and they have such incredible vision and dreams. And then they get a little stuck somewhere along the way. Um, so I, I would definitely say ask for help, lean in on a mentor or, um, you know, surround yourself with those people that are gonna elevate you and lift you and push you, um, so that you're not doing it all alone. Um, even having a coffee date and having a mutual exchange of, Hey, this is what I'm doing right now. Can you offer me any advice and let me help you? along the way. So kind of using your network and your coffee dating, um, we always say you should have three, you know, three a week, I don't know, coffee dates where you're meeting new people. So really lean in on their expertise and their knowledge to help lift you. Um, so I think that's something that, that I think is important for
0: people to ask for help. Yeah. Any last words of advice, Amy?
2: I think the biggest flex is owning the fact that it is your business and you have the opportunity to love every single person who touches your business and who has access to you. From your accountant, to your attorney, to your team members, to your clients, if they're in your world and they're a part of what you're doing, You have the ability to pick and choose, right? You're a gift to this world. And I think honoring anytime you feel like the energy is off and addressing it, like this is your one and only life. And there's no reason why it shouldn't be epic and wildly successful.
0: Drop the mic. I know, like, I'm not going to say anything else. See you later. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) No, but tell people, how can they find you? How can they connect with you guys both? And also how can they find Women's Business League and find more information, sign up and join the event or buy a ticket for the event. Tell us all the things. How can they, how can they find? Yeah. Um, Sorry, I didn't hear (laughs) you, Amy, since you were just talking, um, you start, tell us how they can find you and connect with you.
2: Yeah, I would love it if you connected in with me on LinkedIn and Instagram at Amy Posick, P-O-C-S-I-K. And obviously Women's Business League is on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. And also our website, womensbusinessleague.com has so much great information.
1: Yes. And for me, Melissa Gilbo, you can connect with me over on LinkedIn, Melissa Gilbo, G I L B O, as well as Instagram. Um, those two places are kind of where we shine and we show up every day and our website, if all else fails, our website is, a. Fantastic resource for anybody looking for more information, as well as any event tickets that's happening. Um, that's kind of like your one-stop shop and Instagram. We love it over there and LinkedIn and Facebook for Women's Business League.
0: And we'll put, I'll put all those links in the show notes so people can just scroll right down wherever they're listening and click there right now and follow you and go get their tickets and um, bookmark the website or whatever they want to do. Browse it yes. is. Thank you guys both so much for coming on today. I'm so happy we got to talk. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
2: It's a blast.
0: Thanks so much for listening. For more information, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at Quotable Media Co. and at Quotable Magazine. If you loved this episode, please consider sharing it. Take a screenshot right now and post it to your stories. And don't forget to tag us so we can reshare. We love to see which episodes are resonating with you. Also, if you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening right now. It means the world to me to see those. Also, don't be shy to get in touch with me or anyone you've heard on this show. We're all about connecting and our Instagram handles and contact links are always in the show notes and also online at portablemediaco.com podcast. Talk to you soon.